0: Welcome to another episode of the Jump Around with Blake Dudonis, my podcast on women's basketball. I'm really excited about today's episode and joining me, it's going to be Central Michigan head coach Sue Guevara. Used to coach against Sue when I was in the MAC, and uh, man, fire up chips. They have got it rolling. Last year, 130 games, went to the Sweet 16 and kind of captured everyone's imagination. But man, they're good. Um, they, they played Louisville earlier this year lost by four Uh, they beat ohio state and lsu last year in the tournament Uh, beat miami on the roads this year they're they're a really good program and sue's been doing this for a really long time she is high energy she is someone that when you listen to her talk you just can't help but to smile so uh, i'm really looking forward to talking to her about her program about her journey she's got a really interesting journey to where she's been and so i just want to cover all that with her but we'll get right to it i'll stop talking we'll get her on the phone and be right back this is the jump around we are back on the jump around and joining me it is as promised central michigan head coach sugavar coach uh, i appreciate you taking time especially the day before a road game in the mac and we we're just talking off air and, and it's it's a brutal league especially when you're traveling so uh, i certainly appreciate you taking time for me today
1: but you know what like sometimes it's a good diversion
0: <laughs> fair enough so, yeah. uh, you know and
1: we're going to talk basketball so i mean hey what better way to have a diversion from uh Getting ready
0: for Northern Illinois. Yep. Well, before we get into this year's team, which certainly we will, uh, I want to go way back uh, into the beginning of, of Coach Coach Sue's career. And <laughs> you're you're at Saginaw Valley. You're you're coaching basketball, but you're coaching softball too. Uh, I, I know you've talked about this in in other other places and other venues. But for people who don't know. Um, your kind of story there. Your dad was drafted by the Tigers, so you you had a an upbringing in, in baseball. But um, coaching coaching softball in college not not the normal start for basketball coaches.
1: <laughs> no, it, it certainly wasn't Blake. And uh, uh, you know the other thing is, though, I was the assistant basketball coach, head softball coach, intramural director, and cheerleading advisor. So uh, <laughs> you know, back in the day, we wore a lot of hats. To uh, get to where we wanted to go, and that's just that's, that's just what I did at the Valley, which was my you know my alma mater, and uh, you know I got a pretty good break when uh, Tara Vanderveer had a, a graduate assistant decide to go west with her boyfriend, and uh, it was late June, and I was fortunate enough to get that graduate assistantship, and off to the races we go.
0: Yeah, worse worse people to, to coach for. Uh, Than <laughs> Tara for sure, uh, and you look at just kind of your your path. You've worked for some great people. You worked for Nell Fortner at Auburn too. And um, even though the majority of your career is spent in the Midwest, uh, how uh, how specifically ha- have you know the mentors that you've had uh, been able to shape you, Blake? I've been you're right. I have been so
1: fortunate to have worked with some great people that all have offered you know, different, all of them have different strengths. And, uh, you know, I've been able to look at each of those strengths and how can it help me. And, you know, I'm going to start back with, you know, Marcia Rito back in the day at the Valley. You know, Blake, I'm born on my 39th year. And 30 years ago, Marcia Rito was really into visualization and, and uh, you know, the mental part of the game. And at that point, I thought, oh, Marcia, what, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I mean, at that point hell, you just went out and you played because you loved it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she really talked with our kids about seeing the game in their mind and playing the game. And, you know, and then, you know, I got to go with Tara. And, you know, Tara is a self-made coach. She studies the game, studies the game, you know, look at how other people were successful and, you um, you know, that's when, you know, video, we just call her Video Vanderveer because she watched so much tape. And, uh, you know, you you realize, you know, how much that really helps and and helps our players. And, you know, then I was able to go with Karen Langland and the true fundamentalist uh, of the game, teaching, uh, breaking things down. And, you know, and then, you know, going with with Nell. And I I say this, Blake, Nell can motivate a rock to move. And, uh, (laughs) uh, you know, so you take all those different strength and, and it, you know, and, and it helped mold me. I think into, you know, uh, where not what I am today because I, you know, I do believe in the mental part of the game, and we do watch a lot of video, and you know, it helps me. And I still, I love to learn new things and try and teach our kids to play it the right way, and you know, and try and get the the buttons of every kid and what's going to motivate them, what's going what's going to get them going, and so it's been it's been a really nice ride i mean has it hasn't been rocky at times absolutely but um you know i think i've learned to be pretty resilient and bounce back and uh you know my time at michigan was wonderful uh you know it didn't end the way i wanted it but you know i had a good time i had a chance to reflect as to what went right what went wrong and thank goodness for central michigan for giving a recycled coach another chance and and I'm going
0: on my 12th year. Yeah. Well, I, I do want to talk about that Michigan time and and to be clear, it's, sure. it it wasn't it certainly wasn't all bad. Fourth year you guys go 22 and 8. Uh, you make the NCAA tournament. You you were coach of the year in the Big 10 twice. Um, but that that fourth year it kind of looked like okay, we're turning a corner here and then for whatever reason, you know, it didn't and then like you said after the 0203 season, you departed Michigan. Forgive me for for you know diving into this a little bit, but I'm just curious about what your thoughts on, on on why you guys didn't turn the corner there after that fourth successful season.
1: Well, I think I think Blake. Part of it is you know you you have to have the kids, and I, I think that you know our uh, maybe you know we, you can't have I don't think you can have two rough years of recruiting in the Big Ten. You might be able to have one, but but not two. Mm. And I think that, um, you know, recruiting wise, I, I think, you know, I think, you know, going back, uh, I think we could have expanded our recruiting base more than what we get. And, um, you know, and I think the other thing is sometimes, Blake, when you know, when you know you don't, have the right mix of people, you have to make a change. Mm. And I think I was slow in making that change. Mm. You know, and I, and I say that, to, you know, I, I think managing people, Blake, is, I think is probably the hardest thing that um, first-year coaches have to do. And, uh, you know, I, I, nobody teaches you really how to do that. And uh, I, I think that was a, that was a big pitfall for me. And um, and I don't think I did a good job of managing up, and I think that would be more with the, with administration
0: than anything. Yeah, that's that's interesting. And, and too, at, at that level too, at the BCS level, there's there's so many more people to manage. Um, I, <laughs> I actually, I was it was funny because I was talking uh, last summer when um, when Bowling Green made their their new hire and was talking to coach about. Uh, what her biggest change was going from d2 to D- d1 D and she was like i've got so many more people on my staff now and it, it's just like man the more people you throw in the mix you know the more personalities the more chemistry has to be there so yeah to your point it's just especially yeah. at that level you've got so many hands in the pot that you have to worry about
1: well you do and you know i think that um you know and then i would say this too like uh you know hiring your friends is tough yeah because when, you know, you don't feel like things are going well, I think it's tough to fire your friends. Yeah. So, you know, really understanding your strengths and weaknesses and, and what is it that you need to help build that program, and whatever program you're at. So, but, you know, I, I will tell you this, Blake, I still have some, you know, Carol Hutchins is, is one of my dearest, dearest friends. And, um, you know, and, and so is Gil Guest, of course. And, you know, during that time, you know, I, I talked with them a lot to, to get through the tough times and then to, you know, to bounce back, to, to uh, you know, really think about can I get back in the saddle? Do I want to give it another shot? Um, and, I, and I did, and I'm very fortunate that, uh, again, I'm, yeah. I'm working on my 12th year here at Central
0: Michigan. What was the, those years between Michigan and Central Michigan? What, what, what were you doing? What, was, what did that look like for you?
1: Well, that first year, uh, you know, I went around. At, at, at that point, Gail was at Duke, and I spent time with her down at Duke. And, and Tom Izzo uh, at Michigan State was so um, helpful to me because I got to go in and uh, watch practices every day. I was uh, got to go to the uh, locker room and, you know, watch how he did things. And, uh, you know, I traveled around a little bit just to see how other people were, we coaching how, you know, and talk about philosophy. And, and I went to Mexico for a month. Uh, I Something that I always wanted to do to a Spanish you. immersion school. Yeah, I went down there for the month of July. I came back and uh, went to games and uh, went down to the final four. You know, cause I, 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 I will say this. I got my real estate license because uh, I thought, well, you know, kind of recruiting, you're selling, you could do that. Sure. and But I just knew, Blake, it wasn't. It wasn't what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to get back in and then, you know, going down to Auburn for three years with Nell and being in the SEC was just uh, really opened my eyes uh, as to big-time basketball yeah. and uh, how how things get done and facility-wise and the athletes and uh, preparing for, you know, preparing for, for Tennessee, preparing for Georgia. And, you know, back in you were talking about Coach Summit and Coach Landers and Van Chancellor at at Mississippi and um, you know at LSU, it was just it was unbelievable, like It it really opened my eyes as to the big time.
0: Yeah,
1: travel wise, budget wise, it was hell. The the we we ended up going with Under Armour. I think my last year, and it's kind of funny because the shoe budget was bigger than my budget at Central <laughs> my first year. You know, so I mean that just kind of puts it in perspective. <laughs> It's you so know, true. even recruiting. I mean, I tell this story like that. Uh, I went down to Mobile. I drove from Auburn to Mobile, which maybe about forty-five minutes to an hour. and Went down and uh, watched the kids play, and came back. Went to the Auburn airport uh, and jumped on jumped on the plane. It was a six seater, and flew into Columbia, South Carolina. I was the only one on the plane, <laughs> and I got off the plane, and I, I felt like I was a rock star coming down the <laughs> stairs. You know what yeah, I mean? So, yeah. you know, at that time, that was like, wow, this is how it's done. And, But I say that now because on Tuesday of this week, though, Blake, Tuesday, you know, we chartered the Athens. You know, we played that game uh, Wednesday, got back on the charter, and flew up here to Northern Illinois. Mm. So, it, you know, it, it kind of comes full circle. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we've come a long way, a That's long fine. way.
0: Yeah. Um, well, you've been so immensely successful at Central and, and it was before just last year I know everyone knows about last year obviously but it's it's been building and been bubbling for quite some time prior to that um, with you know 30 wins last year the sweet 16 berth, all that I know that when you're in it you're just you're just trying to win the next game you know so you beat LSU you beat Ohio State and then you're worried about beating Oregon did you did you take any time though afterwards to to reflect back on how special that was?
1: Blake, it, it took me, it took me a couple months, mm-hmm. to be quite frank with you, to realize, you know what exactly what we did, uh, because you're exactly right. I mean, you know, you, you're always you're just moving on to the next game, and, you know, I'll, I'll never forget we were, we were at at our shoot around when we were getting ready to play Ohio State. And um, our kids are stretching, so I'm going up and down with them as they stretch. And I look up, and my my uh, basketball operations, Phil Winland, he uh, he's on the other side of the court. And he's on his phone, and I and I said, Phil, what are you doing? <laughs> he goes, well, oh, coach, I'm, I'm I'm getting things ready uh, for the next game. And I go, What? He goes, Yeah, we're getting ready to to uh, you know make sure we've got the uh, the tape of Oregon and. Uh, I can't remember who Oregon was playing. And I go, "Oh, no, why. He goes, well, coach, we're going to, we, we would play the winner. And I go, Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, oh,
0: okay. Sure. Uh, you
1: know, not even, uh, you know, Blake, not even thinking ahead. I mean, yeah. I, cause I, I can't, you know, I, I'd be, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I can't do that. Cause I just have to stay in the moment where mm-hmm. we are. Uh, and so, you know, so yeah, yeah, you are. You're just thinking of the next game. And it took me a while, because you lose the last game. That was only one team in the country that doesn't lose the last game yep. they play. Yep. And you know and that's what kind of you remember it's like okay well you know what what should we have done? What could I have done? If I had to do it over on the story what, what would we do? How would what would I say? And, and so when I finally did get to sit back and think about it I, I think I reflected more on the fact that you know, our first year at Central, we were six and twenty-three, and I'll never forget winning our first MAC game at Kent State, and our kids going up in the locker room and just pounding the lockers. It was like we had won the the, the <laughs> we won national championship. They were so happy. So to go from six and twenty-three to thirty and five, it's like, yeah, you know what? Uh, yeah, so you know what? This program has come a long way. You've you've gotten great help along the way. We've been able to recruit, I would say, you know, we've been able to recruit solid kids. And, uh, you know, like we don't get the five-star athletes. We don't get the four-star. We don't get any star athletes. We get the kids that we have to develop. And the best thing is we've gotten hard-working student-athletes, and that's how we've been able to build this program, and with the majority of Michigan kids. Well,
0: it's funny because that's literally where I wanted to take this next. So you you laid me there perfectly. You look at these kids who have been dominating for you in a Presley Hudson who does not pass the eye test at all, right? You you got <laughs> you got Raina Frost, unranked kid from Michigan who, you know, you just look at her and, you know, got a good bill, but you're like, eh, I don't know. You even go back a few years ago, Tanara Moore, same thing, you know, under the radar uh-huh. kid who in high school wasn't great, comes out, has a dominating career. Uh, Raina just set the all-time conference record for rebounds. I mean, I know it's about development. I know it's about finding kids that are the right fit, but you guys are consistently finding kids who aren't just doing okay. You're finding kids who are dominating the conference. How have you guys continuously been able to keep, you know, hitting on these? You're hitting home runs on all of these.
1: Well, I think part of it, you know, Blake, is that we've been able to, to recruit kids that in our system. Um, and I think the other thing is is that, you know, we have, if you look, I don't. The only way I can say this to you, Blake, is that we have a lot of blue collar families. Mm. And these kids have been brought up uh, as workers, for the most part. They have. We don't have a lot of kids that have had silk scooped in their mouth their whole life. Um, you know, our parents have been unbelievable as far as being supportive and uh, understanding the time commitment that their daughters have to put in on the court and in the classroom. And um, you know, when we go out like we, we were out last night, well we've been out recruiting and and you know there are some kids that are out there that um you know we we can't take a chance on a high risk kid with an attitude. Um I I, I you know we, we, we can't do that. Not if we wanna be able to maintain and sustain what we have because you know as well as I do Blake you know, you've got to have a really good locker room. And we have certain standards. So we have to find kids that are going to meet our standards and not come in and try and um, change them. Or, you know, I, and I will tell you, you know, one example is like, you know, we're, we're never on time. Our kids are never on time to practice, Blake. They're 45 minutes before practice starts. They're there. And, they're, and they are working. Um, you know in the classroom you know we' we're, we're not missing classes we're making sure that you know we're the responsibility of being with the tutor or letting the instructor know you're going to be gone or you know things that you think you take for granted but it's not always that way and i'm not real good with with players who um i'm a top love coach like and there' and, and everybody knows it yep. and so i'm not the coach for everybody but you know, I'm, I I feel like I'm pretty transparent in the recruiting process, so that kids know exactly what they're going to get if they choose to come, and if I choose to offer.
0: Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, the I'd imagine the success of last year has helped uh, in that recruiting realm, as far as you know, you you get some kids on the phone that maybe you you wouldn't have before, but I'm curious. Yeah. Uh, you you obviously got called Cinderella last year, and and the line you had was great. You said Cinderella didn't get invited to the ball. We did, um, right? And it's spot on. But are you getting? Is it? I know on one hand it, it is complimentary because it it is you know noticing that you're you're doing well. But is it getting annoying? Kind of being Thaw's the underdog because again you beat LSU and Oregon or Ohio State last year. You beat Miami and Virginia on the road this year. And you almost beat Louisville. I mean, you you lost by four <laughs> against Louisville. So at some point, you're kind of going, "Are we Cinderella, or we're pretty damn good, right?"
1: What <laughs> you know, Blake? I, you know, quite frankly, I I don't really pay attention to it until it's brought up to me, like it was in the press conference. And at that point, you know, it's like, okay, and just because I just if I don't feel like someone is respecting our program, yeah, then yeah, if you know, my I get my hair gets up like my dog. You know, my hair gets up. <laughs> And, um, you know, but, but otherwise I, I don't, I try really hard not to pay attention to that. And, you know, and I, and I tell our players, you know, all the time, it does not matter who we are playing. You respect everyone and you fear no one, but you have to respect everyone because if you don't, guess what happens? You get bit in the butt. And that's the last thing we want to do. And, you know, and I say this, you know, to our players all the time, I Think about Connecticut and think about Notre Dame. Do you think they care if the score? I mean, what was the one score I saw? Notre Dame was beating Pittsburgh sixty to yeah. fourteen. Yeah. Do you think Notre Dame cares about who they're playing? No, they only care about Notre Dame and their execution and what they're doing. Same thing with Connecticut. You look at those scores. It's not about the other team. It's about them, and that's so. That's what I tell our players. It's about us. Well we have to do to take care of business you respect everyone but you don't fear anyone mm. and I think that's that's they,
0: they believe me yeah yeah well that's good stuff uh, and for this year you guys are 11 and three you don't have a bad loss I mean you lose the South Dakota state who's who's an excellent team. Uh, again, Louisville, and then to Tulane, who's been playing really well lately. Um, I'm curious, though. you mentioned um, mess- mentioned Hudson and Frost, um, and you've got a really strong starting five, but you guys aren't very deep this year, as far as you know how how many minutes are being played off the bench um, with this this year's team. You know the success you've had winning on winning on the road at Ohio is, is impressive. But um, what what areas are you concerned about, or what areas do you feel like you guys need to improve upon to continue to you know go down the road and make another run to the tournament?
1: You know, Blake, it's interesting because um, of what you just said. Because I'm playing the exact same amount amount of people this year that I did last year. Because I'm really we're playing our start. We have our starting five, and I, I we're bringing two for sure off the bench and that's Kira Bussell and uh and Gabby Bird. And last year we brought Kira Bussell and Maddie Waters off the bench. Yep. And and I've been very pleased with with the play of Bussell coming off the bench and with Gabby giving us a couple minutes. Now I will tell you this that, you know, if there's one area that, you know, I wish my freshmen could be juniors earlier than <laughs> what they are, yeah, sure. Uh, but they can't, and that's the experience and you know, because I, I like um, Samantha Robinson, and, and I think Sam Robinson, Blake, is going to be like Tanara Moore was her sophomore, years, sophomore year. Because I say this all the time, and very lovingly now, okay, very lovingly. Freshmen are not the smartest people on earth until they're sophomores, until they get it. And so, you know, Sam, I think, has a, Sam has a huge upside to her. Um, she is probably our most athletic post player that we have. Uh, and so I look for, you know, improvement from her and then from our other freshman, in weeks. And ironically enough, Blake, those two kids are from Canada. Yeah. They're from Toronto. So I think if I could get our rotation to eight or maybe even nine, that would be great. Yeah. That, that would really be good. But, you know, the same thing, you know, I'm starting a freshman in the pivot in, in Jahari Smith, who's from right here in Illinois. Um, and you know, I tell Jahari right now, it's like, Hell, you started every single game. You ain't no freshman no more, you're a tough one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is what we need a little bit more from you. And I you know, and I'm getting it, but you know as well as I do that freshmen, you know, they they go up and down. Yep. Yes. They go up and down. Yep. And uh, and but I guess that's the best thing about bustle is because she has really come on for us. Uh and she's like she's like frosty in the fact that you know, she she can play with her back to the basket. She's got a nice short range game, but she can also hit the three, and that's made a big difference for us down the stretch
0: here. Yeah, I mean, you look at her; she's shooting thirty seven percent from three, and as a team, you guys are shooting uh, pretty much forty two percent. So, I mean, yeah, when you when you've got the ability to, to bring a kid off the bench that can continue that, uh, especially one that's uh, you know six one, six two, that that certainly does help. Right. Um, right. So. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of wrap up here. Cause I know you guys gotta, gotta prepare for, for Northern, but, um, when you look back on it and then, you know, you, I could see you coaching for another 20 years that uh, you seem like to be that kind of, <laughs> kind of person to me. But, um, if you were to, let's just say for whatever reason you, today, today was your last day coaching. Um, if you looked back on your career, um, have you accomplished everything you hoped to accomplish?
1: That's a really good question, Blake. You know, no one has ever asked me that. Well,
0: I'm, I'm glad and to be the first. I, you
1: know, I, I, if, to think about it right now, um, I would say yes. Um, because, and, and I would say more because I look at the players that I've been able to coach and what they're doing now, and, and they're pretty successful in the careers that they've chosen. And the little brown ball has been good to them, and God knows the brown ball has been good for me because it has taken me, you know, to different places here in, 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 in this great country we live in and um, at different universities. And, um, you know, our kids, our kids graduate, and they, they go on to be productive, uh, confident women. Um, that have to be making a difference in the communities that they live in. And and we've won basketball games along the way. Um, and I think everywhere I've been, Blake, um, I've either built or have helped build successful programs. Yeah. So, so I guess, yeah, I, I, I guess I have. If, if today was the last day that I was coaching, the only thing I, I would make sure that would happen that would make it even more successful, Blake, is that Heather? Ultimately, would become
0: the next head coach here at Central Michigan. Yeah. Um, you know what? Since you brought it up, we'll, we'll make this kind of towards the end. Heather has been with you for nearly your entire stay at Central. Um, how the heck have you not lost her? Because <laughs> that's—I mean—that is a—that she is a head coach waiting to happen.
1: She is a head coach waiting to happen, and I pray to God that it's at Central. <laughs> yeah, uh yeah. You know, I, I and I, you know, I ask Heather. She. She has had some opportunities, and, um, you know, she uh, she didn't get a couple jobs. She turned down a couple jobs, but she's pretty happy, I will tell you, at Central. She has helped build our program, and she is one of the best recruiters um, out there, and she knows the game. Um, and uh, the community of, of, of uh, Mount Pleasant, they really uh, – she's made her own niche. Yeah. And, um you know, I I know one thing, Blake. I would want to be the athletic director at Central that did not hire Heather. Yeah. If today was my last
0: day. Yeah. Uh, that's good stuff, Coach. Well, I uh, if, and if anyone has never been, get get up to Central, go watch a game. That if if it's your if it's your cup of tea, there's a casino there. I mean, there's there's some <laughs> you can have some fun up there, uh, up there in the middle of Michigan. Uh, I know that. So. You
1: absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> right in the middle of the mittens good time yeah
0: well coach thank you so much again for your time i appreciate you again central michigan 11 and 3 on the season we'll play at northern illinois tomorrow and try to make another successful run and why not um coach i appreciate you and and your time and uh, thanks so much for sharing it with me
1: all right
0: blake thanks for the opportunity Uh, thank you to central michigan head coach sue Guevara for joining me that was uh, that was a lot of fun uh, I'm not surprised because uh, Sue's great but that I really enjoyed that and uh, I hope you did as well if you're listening to the jump around thank you uh, whether it's iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play wherever you listen I am appreciative of you for listening and um, happy I can bring bring to you some of the greatest figures in this in this game and get uh, give you a chance to, to know them a little better if you listen on iTunes you it can leave a rating or review that's really helpful and appreciate you that, who have done that You can find me on Twitter always at Blake Dudonis. And I'm always there and available to hear your comments, thoughts, suggestions, or or to just banter with. But uh, thank you again for listening. And until next time, this is the Jump Room.